It's bye week talk time, and we're going to give out grades for Boston College football here on Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com, part of the Sports Illustrated and Fan Nation Network. Thank you all for listening today. On today's show, we're going to dive in and give some grades. I love to analyze things, and we are now five games into the Boston College football season. It's bye week. So let's look at some grades uh, on today's show. When I grade, I want to remind you that I go with the scale of what grading should be. Not that you not not the the grades that you grubbed about when you were in high school. Like it's not the difference between like a B plus is okay versus an A minus that's good, right? So you're we're gonna do F is unacceptable, D is bad, C is average, B is good, A is very good. And so let's start off with the quarterback. Now, this is going to be a grade. I will give a grade just for Dennis Grossell, basically, but we'll give it for the position in general as well. Now, obviously, the news of the of the year has been the injury of Phil Dracovic. Obviously, if he played against Clemson, there was a very good chance Boston College would have won that game. And if he played against Missouri, they probably would have won by even more. So the loss of Phil Dracovic cannot be understated in the uh, impact of the Boston College season. So they get Dennis Grossell. And Grossell we saw play last year a handful of times. We saw him play in 2019 under Steve Adazio as well. You know, Jeff Halfley had spoken very highly of his young quarterback and said, you know, when Grossell, when Dracovic went down, that he had all the faith in the world. That's what a coach says. You want that. Now, Grossell goes out there. He plays, you know, against Temple. He a lot of handoffs, playing power football. Goes against Missouri, hands off, lots of power football. But you know, he has to pass the ball a little bit too. And against Missouri, it comes to bite him in the butt a little bit because he gives up an interception. He also throws an interception, uh, two of them against Clemson, which basically were big impacts on that game. He also fumbled the ball against Clemson. Now heading into the season. You thought of the quarterback position as a real position of strength, and that has changed, right? Grossell is a game manager. He's gonna you you just hope that he can do what they need to win games. And and you know, unfortunately for a guy like him, you just don't want to see him make mistakes. So my grade for quarterbacks, I have to give him like a C, right? He's average. You know, he he at times he's made throws. You know, he made some big throws against Clemson. He made some big throws against Mizzou. But other times, he's been inconsistent, to say the least, and frustrating to watch. So a C is where I give him. He's had his moments. He's also been struggling. That's where I go with that. Now, the running back position. Now, again, this this offense has really switched since we began at the beginning of the season because we thought going into this year that it would be a pass-happy team with some running mixed in. And really, Boston College, all year long other than the game that Phil Dracovic did play, has become a power-running game. And it's been effective. It's been absolutely effective because they went from an offense that was averaging 3.1 yards per run last year to one that's averaging 4.62. They have 13 rushing touchdowns, and they've been getting uh, production all up and down the roster, but the big one has been Pat Garwo. Garwo has run 73 times for 469 yards, including five touchdowns, and he's averaging 95 yards a game. So 
you're seeing a, a running back that, uh, hey, I've said it all along. I was completely wrong on Pat Garwell. I thought he would have struggled this season and that he may not have even cracked the, cracked the two deep. He's uh, he's doing a heck of a job. for guy, And, you know, I think he, he's exactly what Boston College needs right now, which is a running back that can hit the hole, get the ball moving, move the ball down the field, and he's doing that. So Pat Garwell for me gets an A. Because I don't, I wasn't expecting anything more than what we're seeing right now, and he's he's good, he's very good, and uh, you know he's on pace to to run for over a thousand yards this season, so he gets an A. Uh, the rest of the guys, I'll give him a C, um, because they re- they really haven't been all that effective. Sinkfield's averaging three point six two yards per carry. Levy's been a little bit more, but he had four, he has four touchdowns uh, with three point eight six, and uh, Xavier Coleman hasn't really played, and I don't think he might. He might not play for the rest of the season. He may play one more game, but you know they might want to try to hold his red shirt. So um, they've been average. I would say Singfield's been average. I'd say Travis Levy's been average. And I love what Packard was given to this team. So he gets an A. Next, let's look at the wide receivers. A position of real strength heading into this season. They've showcased what they can do in the times that uh, Phil Dracovic was playing and when Dennis Corsell could get them the ball. And starting off, we have Zay Flowers, who has been, and I don't blame him because I, I don't know if it's an issue with Corsell getting him the ball, but there's been times where he has just not been as featured as he should be, and I think that might be more on the coaching staff. He had seven receptions against Colgate, eight receptions against Missouri, five against Clemson, so, you know, getting better. He's getting there. Uh, you just want to continue to get him the ball. I mean, I'll give him a B plus. He's got three touch, two touchdowns already, um, but he had, I mean, other than that first game, he's kind of lacked that explosiveness. I'd um, love to see him get some more bigger plays out of him. And now when you look at the wide receivers as well, Jalen Gill has been hurt. He came back a couple weeks ago. He's been nice to get back. I mean, the real revelation, if you want to talk um, strong wide receivers, has been Jaden Williams, who has five touchdowns, uh, sorry, three touchdowns already, uh, with 10 receptions for 85 yards. And he had a big catch against Clemson that was overturned. I thought that was a catch, but I, I it was hard to see. You know, if Zay Flowers goes to the NFL next year, the f- wide receiver position is still going to be very bright moving forward. Williams has 10 catches, 85 yards. He looks every bit the uh, starting wide receiver for the future. And he has, you know, Jeff Halfley said that he, they haven't even tapped into what he's potential, his potential could be. So really exciting there. C.J. Lewis has had a nice season, nine receptions for 161 yards. He's had some nice catches. Um, not really huge in in terms of role played in the season, uh, but you know he's been solid, and that's all you can ask for. And he'll have his moment. I he hasn't had it yet, but I think he's going to have his moment coming up. So overall, for the wide receiver position, they haven't done anything to. Um, get me for, for me to punish them to give them bad grades. I think of them as like a B plus, just because you know Zay. You want to see a little bit more out of. You want to see him make some bigger plays. He had that big game against Colgate, but you want to see him do a little bit more. Um, you want to see a little bit more out of Jalen Gill. Just not, it's just not his fault. He's just been out hurt. And Jaden Williams has been awesome. So B plus, I think, is a good grade for the wide receiver group, and I think they could do better. So we'll see where they go from here. In a moment, we're going to chat about the offensive line in the tight end position. So I have some thoughts and grades to give out for, for that. But before we do that, let's chat about Bill Barr. Bill Barr is my favorite. I love Bill Bars. They're 100% covered in chocolate. They're a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 
and they're healthy too. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 188 with four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs, you're not gonna beat that. Listen to the flavors they have. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you don't know which one you want, get the mix pack. You get two of each and figure out which one sounds the best to you. When you head on over to BuiltBar.com, make sure to use promo code Locked On, and you'll receive 15% off your order. Again, use promo code Locked On to receive 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black, thank you all for making us your first listen every time you uh, open up your podcast. It means the world to me that you have decided that Locked On Boston College wants to be part of your daily routine. And I'm going to do my best to make it worth it for you. As we continue on grading our the Boston College football team through the first five games, we're going to conti- we're going to wrap up the offensive side of the ball. We've done the quarterbacks, we did running backs, we did wide receivers. Now let's look at tight ends. Now heading into the season, it was really the excitement around the tight end position really reached its zenith with the addition of Trey Barry from Jacksonville State. Now he was an FCS All American. I think he had like 50 catches last year. And you know, with Hunter Hunter Long ending up with the Miami Dolphins after going through the NFL draft. There was a real concern that, you know, they needed someone to fill a spot and Barry looked like the guy that was going to do it. And he really has, at least when the offense utilizes him. Now, he had that amazing catch in the opening game against Colgate. Now, go back and watch that if you haven't seen it, watching him leap over a Colgate defender. Uh, it was incredible. He had a 51-yard uh, receive reception for a touchdown off that Phil Dracovic pass. Um then he had a, another big game against UMass. He had almost 100 yards and a touchdown. Then it kind of slowed down for him. Against Temple and Missouri, both games where Boston College specifically laid it hard on the running game, he only had one catch combined between those two games. However, against Clemson, he erupted with seven receptions for 82 yards. And it was a big game for him. And it was a big game for Joey Lucchetti, too. I thought Joey Lucchetti also looked really good in that Clemson game. So, you know... You want to see them be used more consistently in the pass game, but when they're asked to be a run blocker, it's not their fault. That's what they're supposed to do. Um, they, they have, I think, combined between them two touchdowns. I'm going to give them a B right now, and that's only because um, I think there can be more. You know, you want some room for growth at the tight end position. You want to see them be able to um, take over some games, and I think with Grossell's limitations – and what you want to do with him, the tight end position could be crucial for the final seven games. The You know, giving him that short intermediate things to Trey Barry, to Joey Lucchetti, as we saw in that final game drive against Clemson, could be the perfect um, recipe for Grossell to, to, to flourish. So I'm going to give him a B, good, but not great yet. And I think they could get to great. So that's my thoughts on that. Now the offensive line. Now I have to always be careful because I know a lot of families of offensive linemen listen to me. And whenever I say anything remotely negative about the offensive line, I usually hear about it. I don't want to be negative about them though, because I think for the most part, the offensive line has done what they needed to do during the season. Now, Boston college quarterbacks, they've been sacked. You know, they, they started, I it's fair to say the offensive line started off slow and has improved as the season has gone on. I thought they played very well against Clemson um, in terms of the blocking. I thought they were good, um, but I think there's still some room for improvement there too. It took two games, I believe, for BC's running game to really 
you know, take take hold. I wasn't really all that impressed in their running attack against Colgate. They did better against UMass, but it really took a little while. But once they started relying on that offensive line, putting kind of the, the, the load on them, especially in the running game against Mizzou, against Temple, you saw them start to shine. You saw them start to win games for them. And I thought they did pretty well against Clemson, too. So they've done well in terms of blocking. I think they've done pretty well in pass protection. It's not their fault if Grossell gets sacked because he holds on to the ball forever. Um, you know, they can only hold their blocks for so long. Um, I'm going to give them a B. And the other piece that – and almost a B-, minus, but because I think they were – you know, I look at the Clemson game and there was a, a bunch of false starts that were, were brutal. And, you know, I know I get it. They're playing in Death Valley. That's tough. But those were brutal mistakes too. So – they're going to get a B to a B minus for the offensive line. I still think they can take a huge step forward. Zion Johnson's been awesome. Alec Lindstrom had some good games. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where this offensive line goes if Tyler Vrabel misses time. We won't hear about that until Jeff Hathaway's next press conference. But if he has to miss time, that could be a big loss. But I like, I'd like to see what Jack Conley can do, who, who will be filling for him probably at time. Now, in a moment, I'm going to get through the defense. We're going to grade out the defense and special teams in our final segment. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to their website or use the mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is AJ Black. We are talking about grades through the first five games for Boston College football. And now let's flip it to the defense. And the defense, they've had their moments. I think they've played better than um, many of us expected. They've had two games I think they graded really high on. Uh, three games I would put them grading high, and that would be um, the Colgate game, the Temple game, and most of the Clemson game. And then two games I would grade them pretty low, which would be the Mizzou game for, for parts of it and the UMass game. I thought they struggled at times as well. Now, the defensive line... Uh, we'll start with quickly with the defensive tackles. I've liked the play so far of TJ Ram, Isaiah Henderson, and uh, Cam Horsley and Chris Banks. I think they played excellent. You haven't seen the the big plays out of them yet, so that has been something you hope to see more of. You know, Ram has a uh, a block kick, or he's almost had a block kick. You've seen the the guys up front make some big plays. I'm gonna give them a solid B right now. I think they've been a B squad. I think they can definitely. You see, you're seeing. Uh, sparks of what they could do though at defensive end you know they were out without Marcus Valdez for the first three games of the year and that was a big loss for them you had to line up Brandon Barlow next to Shata Salah and Donovan Azaraku who's a true freshman had been kind of wedged into uh, playing pretty quickly and that that was tough at times and but he's played, played pretty well I've liked the play of the defensive end so far I haven't seen them making a ton of mistakes have they been the most explosive unit no because obviously the defensive line hasn't really done a great job of sacking the quarterback but they've also done a good job of containing the quarterback you haven't seen a ton of scrambles you haven't seen uh, you know DJ had to hit his runs here or there but you didn't have the massive runs that are like crippling for a defense so I'm gonna give the the defensive ends a, a solid B too. 
Looking at the linebackers, linebackers were the biggest question mark for Boston College football heading into the 2021 season. You lost Max Richardson, you lost Isaiah McDuffie. Who was going to take over for them? And the answer had to ended up being Isaiah Graham Mobley, Vinny De Palma, and Cam Arnold. Now Vinny De Palma, he he's more of a situational player, but you see Cam Arnold out there a lot, and Isaiah Graham Mobley has become kind of the lifeblood of this defense. He is he is um a motor. He's just constantly going. Um, and I've, I've really enjoyed the play of this group and especially Mobley. I, you know, he's, he, you saw him all over the place in the Mizzou game. He, he, he's had some big moments and Cam Arnold, I think he's been the perfect fit for linebacker. I'm going to give this group an A minus. I think they've been excellent. And that could just be the, um, the, what my expectations were going into this year, which were really low. Like you just assumed, you know, as a Graham Mobley is a guy that just been injury prone. You didn't expect him to do all that much. Cam Arnold was a position switch and they've really kind of solidified the position. They played really well for what you were expecting out of that group. So a minus for the linebackers. I like their play secondary. Now I, I don't have any beef with the way the secondary is played. I against Clemson. I thought they were excellent. I thought there were times against Missouri. They struggled, but, Part of that was because Missouri had like four guys that were six, four <laughs> and Boston college's cornerbacks are not that big. They had to play physical. They had to play violent. I love that term that um, uh, Jeff Halfley uses all the time. And I thought they played well. They're going to get an A minus for me too, because I haven't seen them blow up coverages. I haven't seen, you know, they've had, you know, a few plays here and there. Um, but all in all, I've liked the play of the secondary. So they're going to get an A minus. I'm going to be positive about them because this is the this this is what we saw against Clemson was a secondary I expected. I'd like to see a few more interceptions, but they had the biggest one of the year when Brandon Sebastian picked off um, Connor Blazelick in the end zone against Missouri. So an A minus. I like their play. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you think I'm being too rosy here, but that's where I'm going to give that. Now the secondary. I mean, sorry, the the special teams. They're going to get a B, and here is why. They have made great plays. Connor Lighton has been a, a revelation at place kicker. Uh, Grant Carlson, I don't know where he came from, but please continue doing what you're doing with Grant Carlson. He's kicked. He's averaging 48 yards a punt. It seems like almost every single one pins their opponent in the, inside the 20. He has been excellent. And the you know kick returns, we saw a touchdown by Travis Levy. We've seen T- um, Nito Ekpala block kick. They've done what they needed to do. However... They also had a game-changing mistake, and that was Travis Levy's uh, fumble. And I still can't believe he won Player of the Week for that. Like, yes, he scored a touchdown later, but that should just kind of that should be a wash. Like, you're not praising him for that touchdown run, but you're not like I don't know when you muff a punt and it goes down at the one yard line. That's really tough. So that kind of piece worries me. And then I've said it on yesterday's show. Danny Longman still kicking kicking balls off of uh, off into the distance and out of bounds. I, I don't know why that continues happening, but please stop that. So they got a B for me. And then coaching. Now coaching, uh, on one hand, I have enjoyed how they've been able to manage this offense after the loss of Phil Dracovic. That's not easy. When you go into a season with an offense that's geared towards passing because you had Phil Dracovic and all those wide receivers, you lose Dracovic and you're still able to score, you know, against Mizzou, 41 points. You scored 13 against Clemson. Yeah, you want to get better there. Uh, You scored 28 against Temple. You scored 40-something against UMass. That is a credit to Frank Signetti to adjust this offense. Now, he still needs to adjust it more to get more towards where Grossell is at, but I liked what he's done. 
you know, going towards that power running offense, relying on that offensive line, but not doing what uh, Steve Adazio did, which is just living and dying by the run. He's got a nice little balance there, and I like it. I think they can get even more balance as they go forward. So props to him. The defense is harder to see because I honestly, I still truly believe that we've probably seen two games where BC's actually played their like playbook. I think that defense played really, really super vanilla against Temple, UMass, and Colgate. And I think it was by design. And I think they've gotten more exotic and played a little harder down the field, uh, you know, harder in terms of like blitzing and things like that in the last two games. So I, 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 I want to give them, you know, they're, they're solid and I, I like where they're going, but I need to see more from that defense. I need to see, I need to see this consistently. It's not a knock on them. I just want to see where they go with this uh, before I give them a grade there. So overall coaching, I'll give them a B uh, to a B minus, you know, the mistakes are still there. You want to see it kind of just improve a little bit. That's where they're at there. So overall first five games, you're four and one. It's a solid B plus losing Phil Dracovic sunk losing uh, to Clemson was terrible, but you also had an emotional win against uh, Mizzou. You're seeing things going well. You see the program going in the right direction. I think those are all positives as well. Thank you all for listening. This is the end of bye week. Thank goodness. I hate bye weeks during college football season because as someone who has to cover it, when there's nothing going on, it's really hard to come up with new topics to talk about. So I am so glad that BC football is back next week as we get ready for a huge Saturday night game against NC State. I will be there in attendance as uh, and I'll be covering the game live um, at Alumni Stadium. So thank you all for listening. Make sure to check me out on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. Find us on YouTube and, and tell all your friends. I say this over and over again, but if you have a friend that likes BC sports, tell them about Lockdown Boston College. Every person who does that can really increase the reach of my show and I appreciate all of you who do that. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.